BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values, and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Welcome back in. Hour number two, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we are having a lot of fun trying to make sense of all of the insanity out there. And there are a bunch of stories we talked all about in hour one. Encourage you to go download the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a single moment uh, of the show. You can type in my name, Clay Travis. You can type in Buck Sexton. At least for now, you can go subscribe on iTunes, although there was uh, some fear. Our friend Glenn Beck, Buck, Going after yesterday, our man vanished. Glenn. And Glenn's so nice. Leave Glenn alone, Apple. You know, but it is something that I think we should mention as a concern and why I think potentially being a Clay and Buck VIP could make sense down the line, given what we've seen from the YouTubes of the world, where they have even censored us when we interviewed Donald Trump or when we've interviewed Rand Paul, they've taken down our interviews. A part of me is afraid that at some point, especially as we come into 2024 and it gets closer to the election, that you and me and Glenn Beck and uh, and uh, Sean Hannity and all the usual suspects, a lot of the Daily Wire guys, Megyn Kelly, who knows who else it's going to be, that they're going to decide that the conversations that we have on this program are not acceptable for the Apple audience and they want to curtail our reach are you afraid about that at all, yes. that that could happen with iTunes? I, th- I think one thing that everyone has to remember is because they'll say, well, you know, conservatives are on YouTube and, you know, they'll, they'll always, this is like, this is like when you say the, the media is liberal and there, there's this idiotic argument, well, what about Fox News? Like, okay, there's one channel. Yeah, right. And, and then there's all the other channels, the dozens yeah. of other channels that are pushing all the same exact politics all the time. And yeah, there are conservatives on these platforms, but you are constantly having to adapt your content to the strikes and the bans and the hits and the shadow banning and all this stuff. But more to the point here, Clay, for the election, I think everyone should remember, it's not that they suppress everything, and it's not that you even know about it while it's happening. It's at the key moment on a key issue, they can do it without people even recognizing it. Meaning, let's say, oh, I don't know, maybe we find that 
10% for the big guy actually meant millions of dollars in a bank account for Joe Biden. Like, I, that would hurt, right? That would be, if not game over, pretty close to it, I think. Uh, you know, 48% of Democrats or whatever, 48% of the electorate would still vote for him, but I think independents might flee. In this theoretical situation, you think you're posting it on Facebook. We think we're talking about it on YouTube. And it's not even they ban it. What's more pernicious than that is nobody sees it. Yeah, they bear. And they just say, they just say, do better content. Sorry, the algorithm isn't privileging your content, right? That's what they do. I'll tell you this. I don't, I don't think I've said this on the show, but Outkick, uh, the site that I run that Fox bought two years ago that I hope you guys check if you like sports and sanity. Um, we got knocked on YouTube for a full week. We couldn't post. And what's, particularly pernicious about it, and I think dishonest, is they went back and found things that had been posted for a long time. And you know what the strikes were, Buck? It was me saying, if you're young and healthy, I don't think you need to get the COVID shot. So was 100% right. Data supports me. They wouldn't let us post for a week because I said, and Tommy Laren, who, who does a show at OutKick as well, because both Tommy and myself were saying the same thing that we say on this program, which is, and I stand by it. If you're young and healthy, you have absolutely no reason whatsoever to get the COVID shot. And certainly it shouldn't be mandated. And they refuse to allow that opinion to be shared on YouTube. What, Even what's today. amazing is I, I bet the actual YouTube trust and safety engineers or whatever they call the little commissars over there, I bet they haven't gotten their booster for this season. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like Even yeah. the lunatics have realized what a waste of time it is. Uh, yeah, I shared no that graphic that was out there. No one is getting the COVID shot. You can, uh, I, I think it was last week, there was a data point where it showed, you know, there's a huge spike when people thought initially, oh, this is going to be our salvation. This is going to solve the COVID issues. And then it didn't happen. Uh, so just FYI, I would love for you to subscribe to iTunes, but you may also want to be a Clay and Buck VIP. More and more video going up because we don't know and can't guarantee that you're always going to be able to get this show on iTunes. And as we get ready for 2024, if Donald Trump is the nominee, and as we said, he's now opened up a nearly a 40-point lead, the same way that they shut Trump down on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and every social media platform on the planet, the same thing could happen to shows like this. So uh, we're going to be adding affiliates. We're killing it. It's not a ratings-related issue. They don't like some of the things that we say. So I'll love you the opportunity to go subscribe. Just look at what happened to Glenn Beck. It's amazing how this never happens to left-wing programs. They only manage to ever get conservative programs pulled down. Glenn's back up now, but yesterday he was down every bit of his uh, program. You couldn't find it. Yes. The accidental targeting of conservatives by big tech has been going on for over a decade now, and there's no accidental targeting of leftist lunatics for some reason. That doesn't happen. You know, well, you know and, Buck, I, I don't think I've told this story either. When I sold OutKick, they went back in to, uh, to dive the, uh, the Fox team, and they found out that we were buried in the Google algorithm so that we never showed up, OutKick this is, at the top of Google results, even for stories that we might have broken on the site. They would, if, if you think about, let's say that, uh, that a new quarterback uh, is, is getting signed, and you type that in on Google and you just want to go find that article, we got buried. And they, the Fox team, because they have relationships with Google, they went in and they said, oh, that was interesting. They said that you had just been 
uh, basically shunted off to the side, and you could never be found on Google search for years. And 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 they said, oh, that was just oh, that was just an error. No, somebody inside of Google who doesn't like me or doesn't like our content, this is what inevitably happens because every algorithm, this is always important, every algorithm is produced by a human. So this idea that the algorithm is somehow all-knowing or all-seeing and it's completely fair and unbiased is a total lie. They adjust things all the time. It's amazing how often it happens where conservatives are disfavored. It reminds me, you know, my my dad uh, belonged for years to a, a, a hunting club. Because he yeah. liked to hunt a lot when I was growing up, uh, in, in upstate New York. And there was a, there was like, they were very strict on sort of some of the rules of the, of the, the lodge, you know, the house where they, it was, you know, and, and there would always be these notices from the committee. It'd be like, the committee has decided. The committee was one guy who owned the place, Clay. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> right? So, but the whole point is, it makes it, it's like the algorithm. It makes it sound more, you know, grandiose. And also, you can't get mad at the committee. Like, you can't get mad at the algorithm. A person you could get mad at, but, you know, try that sometime, by the way. Next next time you and Laura have an argument over something, or, you know, like, hey, like, should we take the kids to this movie? Just be like, Laura, the committee has decided. (laughs) No, I used to always say the NCAA, which regulates college athletics, um, the NCAA derived its authority from the member institutions. But the member institutions would all blame the NCAA anytime the NCAA did something they didn't like. And so I used to say, uh, it's funny you have that analogy. I used to say I was going to have the Clay Travis Institute for unpopular opinions. And anytime people got upset, I'd be like, that's not Clay Travis. That's the Clay Travis Institute for unpopular opinions. You should be really upset at the Institute, not the guy. A hundred, a hundred percent. I mean, this, this is a ploy that has worked very well in a lot of circumstances for people and with big tech. The algorithm thing has always been that way. What what Elon found out when he bought, I know this from people who talked to Elon uh, about it, what he found out when he bought Twitter was that people were making, individual employees there were making yes. their own their own adjustments to code on specific issues and maybe even specific accounts. Yes. So this is someone who works at Twitter, does not like X, well, now X means something else, yeah. does not like certain person or certain uh, issue, and they shadow ban them. Yes. Are they down. No, I mean it, it's it's indisputably true that that has been going on and that's why I wish in a truly open source software Elon Musk if he posted everything it would be great to be able to do those searches and see who actually is being favored and who's being disfavored in terms of their content being distributed because it isn't I still think a completely fair marketplace. And speaking of a completely fair marketplace. You raised this question, and I want to get into the the blind side here in a moment, but Barbie has now made over a billion dollars. We were talking about this um, uh, yesterday with like the inflation-adjusted most popular movies ever. Do you know what the most... Uh, Barbie may end up catching it. Do you know what the most popular movie so far in 2023 is right now, Buck? I don't, because I don't... I think... Movies. Guy, the crew can correct me if I'm. I was looking this up yesterday. Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers has made 1.4 billion dollars, I believe, so far this year. It's the number one movie. But you just said Barbie now has gone over a billion. Yes, Barbie. Barbie's globally a billion dollar, a billion dollar movie. Um, and look, I, I do think so. Producer Allie had some brilliant analysis because she saw this. She took her her husband. Uh, to, he's a very 
good Let me just say this. Gerard is a great guy. I would bet that every single man, I'm curious if you would agree with this, Buck, every single heterosexual man, because there's probably gay men who really uh, like Barbie, you know, the, the heterosexual men. I bet every single heterosexual man, boyfriend or husband, who went to go see Barbie did it because they think that their wife or girlfriend will engage in amorous activity with them after they go see the Barbie movie with them. Would you bet almost every single man who went in the back of his mind is thinking, she'll probably hook up with me if I go see the Barbie movie? Um, I'm going to defer to your <laughs> expertise of 15 years of marriage. 19 years, by 19 the way. Years this week, marriage. 19 years of oh, marriage. Wow, congratulations. I haven't seen Barbie yet, but if I did go see Barbie, it would be because I would convince myself my wife's definitely hooking up with me after I go see Barbie. I think every man makes that calculation in the back of his mind. Most of them probably don't say it publicly. I think every single one of them straight man has made that choice. I bet Gerard Bruce made Alley's that choice. told us that Barbie is, quote, making bank because of the monster amount of money that went into promoting it and turning it into a hashtag. I think that's definitely true. We, meaning Allie and her husband, saw it out of sheer curiosity. It had funny moments, but it's very preachy. Didn't hate it, didn't love it. But it's way too long. I think moms like it because it's nostalgic and the younger generation because it's the girl power message. Can I just say, one of the biggest criticisms I have for movies now, and I think it's because we've gotten into this Netflix on demand world, a lot of movies are just too long. I mean, for a movie, Uh, there are rare exceptions. Like Braveheart is three and a half hours long, and I would have watched it if it were 12 hours long. Fine. And I'm obviously excited about Scotland these days. But um, Scotland is free. Anyway, Braveheart's amazing. A lot of movies, they go over the two-hour mark. I'm like, I'm out. 90 minutes for a lot of movies should be the sweet spot. That, that I'm just That's my, my take. I don't want to sit in place for two and a half hours. You buy this theory in this era. I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but the Wall Street Journal had a big piece where it said, for the first time ever, broadcast television and cable is less than half of all video viewing. And in the way that's on-demand streaming, uh, people watch it at different times. I think there is a massive desire to experience things together. And so uh, it's sort of a human desire. And that doesn't exist in the same way. Everybody back in the day, for instance, when Dallas was really popular, everybody would sit down together and watch Dallas. And then you would go into work and you would all talk about it. I think now the big super event movies have taken over that desire to experience something collectively together. You can still have it in sports with the Super Bowl and the playoffs and everything else, massive audiences. But in terms of pop culture entertainment, I think that's why the Taylor Swift thing, the Beyonce thing are so popular. People want to experience it together. It, oh, absolutely. There used to be, and I remember this uh, at different times, when a mega movie would come out, being in that theater with however, 100, 150 other people, whatever. Yeah, it was it a big was deal. Packed packed in there and and that experience um you know this is when i mean i remember i remember like getting what i thought was a big screen tv when i was in college um when clay was in college it was black and white so that was even crazier but when i can't I was believe in, you had a big screen in college uh we had much, we had well, one was that say, was like 27 inches and we thought we had the best television out there it was so big and heavy it was like four feet deep carrying this thing around it was it weighed like 200 pounds Anyway, um, I had I had three I had three roommates, man. It was four of us. We all chipped in. Um, but now at home, you have these ultra thin, ultra high def. Watch anything you want. I mean, we basically become spoiled. Like I sit there just going from 
from on-demand option to on-demand option, and I end up reading a book, Clay, because it's yeah. just better. That's what ends up and, happening. And also, by the way, speaking of that collective experience, how often, even if you watch the same show that someone else watches, what's the first thing you say? Where are you? Because you don't know if they're in season one, season three, and you don't want to spoil it for them. Game of Thrones feels like, in many ways, what might have been the last real show that everybody watched together in terms of tens of millions of people for entertainment. Are you on a fixed income? You may want an investment that delivers consistent returns without compromising your financial security. Phoenix Capital Group offers high-yield corporate bonds with returns of 9 to 12% annual interest that pays out monthly. With 2,000-plus satisfied investors paid on time every time, Phoenix Capital Group is giving investors a new high-yield option investing in domestic energy assets. Start earning these high yields and learn more about multiple offerings today at phxonair.com. Learn more by downloading the B-Free Investment Packet today at phxonair.com. You can diversify your investments and earn 9 to 12% annual interest. Investment in bonds have a certain amount of risk associated with it, and you should only invest if you can afford to bear the risk of loss. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Visit phxonair.com today. The voices of sanity in an insane world. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, our service members, and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty, as well as homeless veterans. These are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responders, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us. We're honoring the men and women who risk their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. 
The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. She's one of my favorite 90s actresses. You know, I'm just going to say it, Clay. You could call me controversial, but if you're talking Team Sandra or Team Julia Roberts, I'm Team Sandra Bullock. I'm just going to say it. I, everyone loves Julia Roberts. I was never really that big of a fan. I think there's some others. I, I'd even, I'm just, what is, I love you. Look, I'm, like I'm just crazy. thinking Julia Roberts is a way bigger movie star than Sandra Bullock. I know, but I prefer Sandra Bullock. I'm just going to say it. Okay. Uh, it's, so Julia I mean, Roberts I, is the biggest female movie star of the 90s, I think, by both box office and what she was paid. I think that would be right. I'm just trying to say, I'm a big, I'm a Sandra Bullock fan. I celebrate the whole catalog, you know? <laughs> and, and here she is. They're saying, Clay, you got to tell me this one. We've only got about a minute here, but they're telling me that, uh, she's, she's supposed to give back her, her Oscar because yeah, of the th- blindside controversy. This is crazy to me. And, and maybe we need to react a little bit. I don't even understand why in any way. She would be responsible for anything over this blindside controversy. People can't stop talking about the blindside controversy. I think because, again, everybody saw this movie, but they are demanding some people on prominent platforms on social media that she return her, her Oscar. I mean, the movie exists and it was based on a true story. It's not a true story. She wasn't involved in some kind of scam here. They sent her a screenplay. They're like, "Can you play this person?" <laughs> it's this crazy. is where actors are now and actresses getting turned on each other because they're canceling each other left and right. You see Bradley Cooper's now in a huge issue yeah. because he's playing somebody who's Jewish. Pretty soon you're only going to be able to play yourself, which defeats the entire purpose of acting. Uh, you know a company's looking out for you when they upgrade your service, don't charge you for it. That's exactly what Pure Talk did for its customers this past month. Pure Talk added data to every plan and included a mobile hotspot with each one. No price increases whatsoever. Still just 20 bucks a month. Unlimited talk, text, now 50% more 5G data. Plus, mobile hotspot makes switching to Pure Talk from your current carrier a smart move. Just $20 a month. That's why we love Pure Talk, company that stands by their customers, a company that's veteran-owned, company that hires U.S.-based customer service team that also happens to be best in the business. Most families saving $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck to make the switch to Pure Talk. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, pound 250, say Clay and Buck, make the switch to Pure Talk today. Allie, by the way, during the break, producer Allie, Nicole Kidman, she said, was also up there in the 90s, uh, uh, top of the heap with Julia Roberts. I'll, I'll acknowledge that. This whole Sandra Bullock thing is so, is so ridiculous, but we'll see what the latest is. Buck, this is, we were talking about the complexity of all of the Atlanta shenanigans and all of the Trump legal related hurdles. That is, you have to basically have a advanced degree in civil procedure and crim law to analyze it well. And even if you have that, though, as you mentioned, even esteemed lawyers are fighting back and forth. Our buddy Alan Dershowitz 
later came back and said, oh, I don't, on his uh, sub stack, we need to get Alan Dershowitz on this program, but he later came back and said, yeah, I don't really think the Atlanta case can get adjudicated before the election. So even he, who's got so he said definitely not in six. He he said her six month timeline is insane and probably not even before the election. Yeah, but but initially he we played the clip I think from him yesterday where he said all four would be, and I was like, I said all four are going to happen, and there's going to be multiple convictions. That was his. Look, he's way smarter as a as a lawyer than I was. I think he got a little bit ahead, and I think he's kind of walking it back, but. The, the the Sandra Bullock case, this whole blindside thing could be resolved in a annotated letter from the uh, from the, the the movie company. They can just say, "Hey, we paid X number of dollars to this number of people, and this whole story would go away, and the idea of Sandra Bullock having to give up her Oscar would vanish too." But this is how crazy things have gotten. Speaking of crazy, next week we're going to be in Milwaukee. Uh, I am. Buck's going to be in Scotland. Yes. Uh, I'm going to be in Milwaukee. You're going to be at the Pabst Theater Tuesday night. We're going to have an awesome time talking about the upcoming Republican uh, primary debate, which is going to be the first one in Milwaukee, going to be on Fox News. This is interesting. Mediaite has this story up. Headline is this, Buck. Trump is plotting a cable news blitz, a sit-down with Tucker Carlson, as a counter to Fox News GOP primary debate. This is according to CNN. Uh, I'm reading from Mediaite. CNN says uh, that, that, again, this is Fox News, Trump's ideas reportedly include sitting down with Tucker Carlson and calling into different cable news shows. Here's a quote. Conversations regarding a potential interview with Carlson have taken place with Trump's team, but there's no definitive plan for him to do that as of now. Trump has privately and publicly floated, skipping either one or both of the first two Republican presidential primary debates and has repeatedly pointed to his commanding lead in the polls as one reason he is hesitant to share the stage with his GOP uh, uh, challengers. All right, Buck, so let's start here. If Trump came to you and he said, Buck Sexton, should I debate in Milwaukee, you would say what to him? At this point? Yes. And there's no there's no advantage for him in debating in Milwaukee. So no. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I would say the same thing. There's no va- advantage at all to being there unless here's the only argument I would make in favor of it. If it would allow Biden in the event that we get Biden versus Trump part two, to argue, I don't need to debate, just like Trump didn't debate. I'm not going to debate at all, because I think this is what Biden will say in the actual general election. And if he were to point to it and say, look, Trump didn't even debate in the Republican primary, because we've said this, but I think he'll argue, I'm not even going to platform Donald Trump's lies. And I think that could happen, because they don't want Biden, given his dementia, to actually end up in the debate. When was the last time we saw a debate really noticeably not just move numbers for a few days, but but shift the momentum in a in a race? Uh, I feel like I'm still scarred from the experience of because uh, I, I remember this one very well. And people always think that I'm crazy until they go back and watch it. Mitt Romney yeah, utterly destroyed Barack Obama in the first debate. And Barack Obama looked like. You know, uh, like like he didn't want to be there. He didn't know any. I mean, it was it was even his own team was shocked afterwards. Yes, 
didn't didn't change a thing. It didn't move any needles. Didn't change. So well, now maybe that's just specific and, and performed really well, and that's where he got the Candy Crow. Was it Candy Crowley who was helping? Him? Uh, okay, I mean, I don't think he performed that well. Candy Crowley kind of bailed him out on the. He was better the next time, but and that was a different. It was about foreign policy. It wasn't the, the first one. Was the domestic policy debate, if I remember correctly? And Candy Crowley came out and was like, "No, he did actually say it was an act of terror." Uh, I, and, I think I'm curious if people would agree out there. I thought Trump was disastrously bad in the first debate against Biden in 2020, where they just screamed at each other. Trump smoked him in the second debate. But I thought that Trump played into the suburban moms. He's a meanie. They don't want to vote for him. Remember, there are only two, right, because they canceled the second one because of COVID, if I remember correctly. Second debate, Trump smoked Biden. I think if he had performed the same way in that first debate, and smoked Biden in the first one, too, I think that could have been a difference maker. But to your point, people are... so The only way I think it would actually happen, and this is why I think they may not put Biden in there a buck and why I think he's not debating RFK Jr. and everybody else is, I think Biden could have a Mitch McConnell-like moment where he just freezes in the lights and clearly you can see with 100 million people watching oh, man, this guy is really physically and mentally not capable to do it because he has one of those frozen moments. I remember. So I would think so, too, except I remember in 2020, that was the same. We were saying, oh, he could have some, you know, he could start spouting gibberish on stage and everything else. And afterwards, people were saying, well, whatever, whatever meds or injections they gave Biden to push him through that, I guess they worked. I mean, it, he didn't, he didn't fold in that You're circuit, right. right? But Just I think he's gotten worse a lot. Even if you go back and listen to Biden in the 2020 campaign, just the audio, not the arguments. He's a lot worse now, I think, than he was three years ago. <laughs> and in a year and a half, I think, now you could point to Federman and say it truly doesn't matter that a guy won yeah. by five and he couldn't even speak. But I think on a broader scale, it would be harder for president because he has more impact. I think Biden, I'm sorry, I'm just laughing at this thought because I don't think it's that crazy. I think Biden should just go all in and just do the debate with aviators on. Just stand there on stage like, hey, man, you know, got aviators on, buddy. Here's a good question for you. Prior to Fetterman, who is the worst single performer in a presidential debate or vice presidential debate that you have ever seen? I've got an answer but I'm curious if you have the same answer as me. In our our lives, right? We're not talking about you go back and watch microfilm from the 1960s or something. I'm talking about the last 40 years or so. Presidential only, or are we talking any... Presidential and vice presidential. Presidential, vice presidential. Uh, Man. I'll give you my answer. Oh, are you going to go Paul Ryan, Paul Ryan, Joe Biden? No. No. Uh, Admiral Stockdale... 1992 he was ross perot's running mate and they did a vice presidential debate for people out there who remember it clay had finished his jd i was in like the third grade so this is not fair stockdale could barely speak and i remember he had one line about ping pong that was like his best line but that was i think it was 92 he was perot's running mate prior to fetterman and this is just talking about presidential and vice presidential i think he has posted the worst single performance of any president or vice president in my life in a debate. Uh, and I don't think there's a close second. to You go back and watch that, and I bet some people listening right now who have a vague recollection of that, 
that gave Saturday Night Live one of the greatest. Back when Saturday Night Live was actually funny and they would make fun of everybody evenly. I don't remember who they had playing Scott, Stock, uh, Stockdale, uh, but it was uh, he got absolutely obliterated in in that skit. And they were really funny that, back in the day. I think that most people, when they think of Ross Perot at this point, I do believe, or I shouldn't say most, for a lot of people, they think Ross Perot, and their mind goes to Dana Carvey playing Ross Perot. He was so Cause, good because he was so iconic in it. You know, it was just he just really nailed it. Um, and you know, I, I'm sure for some Democrats, they might feel that way about Tina Fey with Sarah Sarah Palin. Um, but uh, that 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 was a time when they would actually make fun of both sides. That doesn't happen really at all anymore. And and the Biden, I, I'll say this, but to, to kind of get to the the meat of it here, Clay, I. If I'm Biden, I don't know if I, I'm, I'm not sure Joe Biden should debate. Again, from his, if you're asking, if you're, you're paying if you're me. you're his advocate, yeah. Right, you're paying me, you know, a billion dollars to sell out the country and help Joe Biden win. I'm just saying, if that was what was going on, I would tell Biden, don't, don't do it. Don't debate. Because what, I think why? his argument, Buck, is going to be that he's will not platform Trump. Because yeah, he's going to try right. to he'll, he'll say he's indicted. He's so. indicted four yeah. times. My record speaks for itself. I mean, I, I know what he's. So I'm not even sure that they'll be able to push him into it. Because to your point, Clay, I don't care who you are. You're 80 years old. You're under pressure on a stage. Something could happen. I mean, something could get caught in the plumbing upstairs. You know, it could be an issue. No doubt. And he could have a Mitch McConnell-like moment. Uh, and by the way, can you imagine if Tucker did a sit-down with Trump during the Republican debate that is airing on Fox News? That could open up a whole brand new can of worms because they haven't been that contentious of late, the Fox News relationship with Tucker. But that's still a mess, too. What I mean, about the Fox News relationship with Trump? Well, yeah. And that's why I think he might skip the second one, too, because Fox Business, I believe, in September is going to have the second Republican debate. I think that's been announced, the one maybe out in California at the Reagan uh, at the Reagan Library. I think that's where the second one is. Uh, got in late last night after being in Florida, Tampa, for my book signing. It was fantastic. By the way, I'm going to be uh, in Nashville 4 to 6 uh, today. My seventh grader starts a uh, Little League uh, or, or tackle football, first game, so I had to change that time. But there's nothing like hopping into a bed when you got Giza Dream Sheets. They're incredibly comfortable right now, back in stock, on sale, lowest prices ever. Sheets start at $29.98 per set when you use our names, Clay and Buck, as the promo code. These Giza Dream Sheets aren't just any set of sheets. My pillow team, sourced in cotton from a region in Egypt, known to produce some of the softest cotton you'll ever experience. You can find them online at MyPillow.com. Buy them, get a 60-day money-back guarantee. Gives you two months to make sure these are the sheets for you. All my pillow products come with a 10-year warranty as well. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials. Capitalize on this sale. Giza Dream Sheets. Remember to use code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800-792-3269. Code Clay and Buck. Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck, a new podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California. And starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. I've been to the Biden side of the equation in the next uh, hour um, and, and looking at the Biden factor. Remember, there was that really stunning piece and it wasn't meant to be a, like a hit piece or anything. It was just the preeminent biographer of Obama, and they called it the Obama factor. And Clay and I have talked about that on the program, where effectively the Biden administration is the third is the third term of Barack Obama, which I think many of us had thought was going to be the case, but because of the media's complicity in all this, we don't hear it framed that way. So, what is going on with Biden? And I think we have to be very honest about how are they going to try to message uh, the economy going into this election. We are not yet in a massive recession, and a lot of people are starting to say that we won't be. But prices are super high. Debt is high. Home prices, you know, there, there's a lot to work through here um, and, and look at in terms of the record. We'll get to that. But first up, you know, we spoke to uh, our friend Will Kane yesterday, who's on the ground doing amazing work. And we shared it, it's up at clayandbuck.com. We shared the um, uh, not give, send, go, the other one, the uh, uh, go, fu- uh, no, it was, go fund uh, me. Yeah, GoFundMe. Thank you. The GoFundMe for uh, the people who have been through this devastating fire in Maui, and, and we said, look, I don't. I always try to step back and and not just make whatever's going on a political thing right away, especially when people's lives and homes and and everything have been so uh, so affected by this. You know, the the human impulse to help and to do what's right is, should be the first one that we always have right away. But it's been over a week. And part of that impulse to help is demanding accountability and and demanding that there is uh, a response that the federal government is putting on, the state of Hawaii is putting on, that is uh, commensurate to the challenge here. And Tulsi Gabbard, who is one of the most famous uh, daughters of the state of Hawaii, if you will, one of the most well-known, former uh, congresswoman from, from Hawaii, 
Um, here she is saying the government response has just not been where it needs to be. Play one. The sad part is we are eight days past this wildfire, and I'm in constant touch with these community members and leaders. They are still not seeing response from the county, the state, the federal government to be able to go out and help them. The community support hubs that they have are 100% community-led, volunteer supply collections, conducting all of these coordinations on their own. They feel like the government doesn't care about them, and that's a horrible, horrible disservice to people who have gone through a kind of loss that, that we can't even imagine. Look, I, I think she's just telling everybody what's going on, Clay. I, I don't think she's being a partisan or unfair about this. I think she desperately wants the people to get the help that they deserve here. She knows Hawaii. She knows the capabilities that the state has. And, you know, look, I, I'm sorry. I, I think that the media in general would be covering this more if there weren't political implications from a just an incompetent Biden apparatus. I mean, it's just just not up to the challenges. Yeah, I, I think that's 100% right. And it appears, by the way, the Hawaiian electric stock price continues to tank. It dropped over 20% again today because it appears that they may well have had uh, all sorts of wiring issues that led to this fire, that led to all these 100 people being killed. But if you compare the way the media treated George W. Bush on Katrina. Katrina, when uh, when George W. Bush flew over uh, in the Air Force One, I think it was, if you remember correctly, Buck, and he said, Brownie, you're doing a great job, got absolutely ridiculed, got absolutely crushed. Think about what they said about Trump when he went down to Puerto Rico and went to go visit because they said he wasn't doing a good enough job. Have you heard anybody on the left-wing media really criticize Joe Biden associated with any of the government response so far i haven't heard hardly anything you wouldn't even know if you were just if you just sort of appeared out of you know out of uh outer space and you were you wouldn't even know joe biden was the president based on how they've discussed the federal response in hawaii you wouldn't even know i had a last night uh when i was meeting in uh doing the book signing in brandon florida in tampa one of our guys came up uh one of our listeners and he said hey clay i got a great idea for you it's a great idea it is he said um, Trump should go to Hawaii before Biden does. Just like he did East Palestine. I know it's a long trip, but if you wanted to draw attention and show that you care about people, I love the idea. Trump's got Trump Force One of him taking that long trip and actually drawing attention to what's happening there. Absolutely. I agree. I think that's a brilliant idea. Let's talk about the realities of Biden and how he's going to run his campaign coming up next. American Playbook, a guide to winning back the country from the Democrats, is the it book of the year. Not just because I wrote it, but because it contains the game plan for winning the next election. Consider me Coach Clay, and my book is the strategy we need to follow. Get your copy now, wherever books are sold.
Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel to Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiancé who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's t the number two T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us.